March 4, 2020. It's a lot from Pedro's show. Thank <laughs> you. 
for Pedro show happy Wednesday yeah two weeks from tomorrow 
Uh, I start a tour, so I'm getting some radio shows in here. Uh, Brother Matt, last minute, unavailable. That he wishes, sends everybody his best. We'll see him next week. Uh, I'm not man alone, though. Here in my pad, I have a connect to Berlin. I'm talking to Dean Roberts via Skype. Welcome aboard, Dean. Hello, hi. How you doing? Good. How's your weather? Oh, it's a bit cold and a bit grey, but it's not too bad. We're in the low 70s here. Uh, well, you know, you know, we had a real bad February. No rain. A couple of days yeah. here in SoCal. I think the city, San Francisco, they, they got nothing. They're 400 miles yeah. north. But, yeah, so maybe another drought. Funky stuff. Yeah. Look, we start off the show with Venus, John Coltrane. And oh, then wow. uh, something from your new record, Untrained Spirit, Dean Roberts. Dean, what's your earliest musical recollection? <laughs> earliest musical recollection? Ooh. Um, uh, Kinks. Kinks? Yeah. Okay, so how old yeah. were you? Uh, maybe about five years old or something. And where's this at? In this island off New Zealand, um, where my parents, my mother was a huge fan of the Kinks, and she used to play the Kinks um, records. And, yeah, my dad was into Zeppelin. And, see, my parents are quite young, so they, they're only a little more than 20 years older than me now. So they were listening to a lot of this kind of stuff, The Cure and early, um, like late late 70s, early 80s, new wave stuff. And, but for me, like my biggest musical memory as a child would definitely be The Kinks. Um, what, what's the name Sunset. of this island? It's called Kawao. Okay. Yeah. I've only been to, uh, what's the big one with Auckland? Yeah. Yeah, that's Auckland. Been there for yeah, the you times. played, I remember you played. Yeah, big, um, big day off. Big, big day off, big day out with, um, and you played. One time bass. with Porno for Pyros, one time with Jay Mascus. Fog. Yeah, and, and one time with the Stooges. Once with the Stooges. Mm. So. I don't think the one with Jay Mascus was Big Day Off. I think that was another. Yeah, I think that was just a club show, right? Yeah, and, but uh, yeah. it was my second time there. It was uh, very exciting, and uh, I dug it a lot. The first time I was there was with Porto for Pyros, which was yeah. pretty amazing. I remember Jesus Lizard, and uh, I got to play with uh, David Yao last summer. with the Yes, I saw you play guys. with David yeah. With remember, the flipper band, that was the amazing. Remember the gig uh, in Berlin, Be New? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had a big chow the night before that. Yeah. Larry and stuff. Larry's coming to town today. We, we're going to record this mm. weekend here at Peter at Casa Hanzo. So, oh, wow. uh, your parents were listeners? Did, did any of them, were they uh, musicians also? No. Okay. So no, there's no music instruments in the pad? Yeah, piano. Ah, who played it? Uh, mainly just me. Okay, so you took lessons as a young guy? 
No, I didn't take lessons. I just bashed around on it. Okay. Most yeah. people uh, have on the show that had piano lessons. It's a horrible experience. Yeah, no, I didn't have any music lessons. The, and I got to high school. I had a guitar teacher um, who was the guy, um, Danny Minetto, who was the guy that played um, in um, the mad scene with um, Hamish Kilgour. And he showed me one thing on the guitar that was you only need one string. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> so all of my musical guitar lessons were coming from him. And he was teaching me, you know, how like the Flying Nun guitar sound works is that it, you have two strings. Yeah. And, and you play one note against the other and that's all you need. And you can create melody and harmony with the... Uh, you know, a, um, like a Mixolydian style of moving up and down the fretboard, but that you don't need to to play chords. And I, I mean, I had chord charts, and Chris Knox taught me that you only need to have a bar chord, right? Well, I think everybody's <laughs> got their own idea. That's why I like to interview people for the show, because I have yet to find two exact journeys through music. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Everybody's got their own way of finding it. So what about the mm. school? Did you, were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? No, no. I, was, I went to an alternative school. I didn't um, I didn't go to high school. My parents schooled me at home. Um, and um, just to quote my, my favorite misheard lyric of Steely Dan... Because I'm never going back to my home school. Um, <laughs> oh, and gladiolas <laughs> growing outside your door. And right? so that'll be the day I moved back to Annadale. You ever been to Annadale? Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've never been. To There's Annadale. a college there. It's called because they went to school. It's called Bard. It's a little private school, and I've actually played that campus twice as as a, as a Minuteman a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, um, and that's the school they're talking about. I think Bobby Dylan uh, wrote. And he goes, yeah, I know the line now. It's like something, something up in Annandale, moving with the girls upstairs. Something. Oh no, I never, um, I never going back right. to my home school. <laughs> yes. William and Mary won't do. That's I think our third oldest college. Yale's the oldest one, then Harvard. And then William and Mary. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. But they're never going back to their old school. And I think yeah. Chevy Chase was in a band with them for a little while, played drums for them or something. Really? Anyway, wow. let's get back to your story. Uh, okay. What about, yeah, so then, you know, you're talking about homeschool and that kind of stuff. Well, what about playing with friends? Like when uh, we uh, just had a band. Yeah, well, I like went to this liberal band high or school. Garage band or, yeah, yeah, I went to this liberal high school and we could do whatever we want. And there's only a hundred students there. Um, and we could decide ourselves what our uh, curriculum was. So we didn't have to go to science, math, um, English. We could do whatever we want. So we had a band room. We had really great music teachers. Daniel Minetto was one of them. Uh, Don McGlashan, who has um, become 
quite a famous songwriter in New Zealand now for his work with the Mutton Birds and um, the Front Lawn. And so we had these really quite kind of, well, they're punk people. You know, he was in Blam, 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 um, which was like one of the early New Zealand punk bands, not Flying Nun, but Propeller, I think. And we had him as a music teacher, and we would just jam. Uh, you know, four or five friends, we would just play um, in the school um, band room. We had guitar amps and drums, and, you know, at the time, this is like in the late 80s, and we were listening to you, Mike, you know. We used to play Chemical Wire, um, <laughs> and um, it, it was like that was a standard. And what and, you, you um, gravitated towards the guitar? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why do you? But think? I, I mean, it was just a, a, just it was the easiest thing to do. And, well, because at home you said you were bashing piano. Yeah. So but I'm, then I bought a I'm guitar. I'm trying to figure out why the switch. Um, I got a guitar when I was about 13 or so. And then um, I still have that guitar. I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting on the chair in front of me. I still have that same guitar. It's a Fender Mustang. Oh, I see and that I was, guitar. I remember you I was played very, uh, with... It was a beautiful uh, guitar. I was very where, lucky Where did because... we share the stage? What was it called? Monarch? Monarch, yes. Yeah, and I think I played that guitar on that night too. But I was very lucky because I kind of got in on the Fender Mustang thing before Kurt Cobain made them incredibly expensive and valuable guitars, <laughs> right? Yeah, Stang's so like to... more a, a student model, entry model or some. Yeah, yeah. So you could, Actually, I think you there could... was two. You could get a Stang with two different length necks. There was a short yeah. scale and a long scale. Yeah. Well, mine is the normal scale, like it's like a Strat, okay. like a Stratocaster. But um, and also the Mustang bass, which is you can get a short scale Mustang bass. I think they all is, were short scales. Yeah. Thirty inch. Yeah. Look, I'm gonna play uh, kids. Listening to Lush all 
be curving through neighborhoods on my bicycle, around the lake, up and down hills, around to Maple Bluff Marina, jetty at sunrise, L-shaped and calm, calming the waters where the boats are moored, sweet morning stillness from the other side, peaceful quiet morning worth riding into and back again, a good workout, a chance to breathe, and maybe even meditate, stones of the jetty. Recycle, share and repair Lovers of earth, takers of care Reuse, recycle, share and repair Guardians of nature rise up everywhere Carta Seco Vectro Plastica There's nothing from here to Antarctica Carta Seco Vectro Plastica Stopping landfill would be fantastico Recycle, share and repair Lovers of earth, takers of care Reuse, recycle, share and repair Guardians of nature rising up everywhere Cactus, Echo, Vectro, Plastica Listen from here to Antarctica Cactus, Echo, Vectro, Plastica Stopping over would be fantastica
for Pedro Show. Yeah, Kids from Dean Roberts. Brand new record. Bilge Pump after that out of Leeds. Up the Nest. Lucy Leave, also from England. Centipede. Joe Burr out of Madison here every morning. Jack Bruce cousin. Panther Plaw. That's Mike out of uh, Brighton. Reuse, recycle, share, and repair. What a concept. Mike Slot. Simple Dreams, Simple Days. Alice Bag, brand new breadcrumb. Maybe not real brand new, but newer. Uh, his name is Alive, uh, brand new. My thoughts are to thee drawn. 21 Vec out of Macedonia, Skopje. Magi Termni Mi Pravis. And I cut brothers out of Hawaii here, and I did some bass for him. Medicine. Uh, Bob Pollard with an Yet another tune. <laughs> Hundreds of tunes from Pop Pop Always Gone. And then finally, Caroline, Dean Roberts. <clears throat> so, Dean, what about gigs? Well, um, I have a gig in. No, no, Italy I'm talking about when you were younger. What was your first oh, gig? Oh, when I was or... young. Oh, the gigs that I went to. No, the first gig that you played. The first gig that I played, um, the first gig that I played 
Maybe that's too hard. Okay, the first gig that yeah, you no, went to. The first gig that I went to, I was probably um, um, Straight Jacket Fits. Okay. And the first record you bought yourself? The first record that I bought myself was... Um, uh, it would have been... Um, um, Hard questions. Uh, yeah, let me think. I think it was probably either The Cure, Faith, or... Um, I th- yeah, I think it was The Cure. Okay. Faith Can you remember the first time you played in front of people? Cry. The first time I played in front of people was um, um, playing at a, probably at a high school event where we played um, a lot of Hendrix-y stuff. Like um, Hendrix was a big thing. So I think we the first time I played live in front of anyone was at high school playing Hendrix covers. But the first official gig that I would have say it was a public gig was playing um with my band Thaler um opening for Chris Knox. And this band Thaler, this was your first band? Yeah. How'd you put it together? Well, we were like art school kids. Uh-huh. And we were making noise, doing noise stuff, um, droney guitar feedback noise stuff. And um, we've released a couple of records on this, um, like, very small press um, lathe cut um, company from New Zealand, which would do, like, editions of, small editions of, like, 60 copies. Lathe cut 12-inch or seven inch records and we put out a couple of 12 inches and a cassette and then um bloody mr thurston came into the record store and bought those records and then asked us to do a record on ecstatic peace and we were like 18 at that time 18, 20, and 22, the three of us. That was Rosie Parlane and Dion Workman and I. And we did our first record, official record, on um, Ecstatic Peace. And the rest is history, because that led to us playing a lot. And we toured America um, and... um, we played a lot of gigs with Sonic Youth and the X, and yeah, we kind of just really fell on our feet as these young, young kids. It's quite weird to think of it now. I'm nearly 45 now, and I think that's um, you know nearly that's 25 years ago. Um, so yeah, that was kind of the beginning of like the way that my music thing started but I wasn't coming from a music school thing I was coming from this art school world because I was studying art and so of course we had all these really interesting people that we came across like Tony Conrad 
came and worked at our school for some time and um then i went to america and discovered the music of and art of phil niblock and um and all of these people like um branca and glenn branca and all of that kind of ferment of like the minimalism i guess and that was kind of the thing that i was very attracted to in that time and so i spent five or six years in america just working around with these people like charles curtis and alan licht and others guitar man alan licht i know him new york city of course yeah yeah he did one time he did a cover of a minuteman song i wrote i think called polarity yes i remember he made the whole album didn't he it's well in only one note yeah <laughs> but it's a long note it's like 20 mm. minutes <laughs> But my, um, but coming back to you asking me about my first musical experiences of like performance, one of the first live performances that I did was playing with this strange underground New Zealand band who don't exist anymore, I don't think, who were called um, uh, the Nixons, and then and they invited me to play. Um, doing vocals with them and playing um, Chemical Wire by Firehose. <laughs> okay. I, I, I was I about 17. I was about 17 and I had really long hair and I was jumping around on stage and singing in a falsetto thing like um, like um, like Edward. It, no, more like kind of like um um, more like a Chris Cornell kind of like screamy falsetto. <laughs> yeah. Edward had it hiked up there. I kind of took that lick from a David Bowie song, uh, Black, really? Con Black Country Rock. I, mm, it's on Hook yeah, and Dory. Never, or, 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 or maybe it's on Man Who Sold the World or something. Doo -doo -doo. Yeah, yeah, I can hear that now. <laughs> What's that pentatonic? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. What was, yeah, who was that um, that was doing bass on that Bowie? Well, I think on that record, it's uh, Man Who Sold the World. I think it's Tony Visconti, the producer. That plays bass, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, played, thought, cause yeah. I remember that, that tune, Width of a Circle. He had a big mm. fuzz kind of sound. Yeah, it was really mm. good. Tony Visconti. Now, I have, to, I, have to, uh, I have to tell you something funny as well about this is on my new record I played all the bass parts that's okay and <laughs> is that okay with that's you okay. <laughs> but you know what's really crazy about it Mike is that we um, I did it with Andrea Belfi at his studio ah and Father, we used Papa. your bass we used your we used your bass well not my bass I gave it to him yeah, we used that bass, though. Yeah, the, it's called a Watt Plower. The, the Watt Plower, yeah, yeah we used yeah. that. And he's got one of the very early ones. Yeah. Because I, I thought he deserved. Yeah. You know, he can yeah, play it's a everything. Great, ama amazing sounding bass. Oh, you're very kind. And uh, I also gave him, because uh, it was still in development, so I gave him some uh, parts to, to upgrade it. Look, we're at the end of the first hour. 
March 4, 2020. Off for Pedro Show, uh, special guest Dean Roberts. Hold up tight for hour two. March 4, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. As the wind swept up the seasons here Over the hills and into town Dead insects and secrets Are falling from the clouds And the clouds shift Holding your wrist With words nowhere To be found Cause where were you fit In the grand scheme of things As an insect On the ground You've dispelled Harvest secrets and your voice don't make a sound But the air is filled with a pink mist And you choke just to get word out Then your mind shifts to those weekends in bliss Playing innocently with fire But it's as if you had spent the last 15 years sleeping underground The air is thick and your eyes shift I was thinking of the times We played blindfolded tricks with the neighbor's kids And your sleep walked In the night Felt the ground shift On and over the bridge Where we did not Hear you cry But your lungs lift A descent into bliss Without a sign
strašan. Što su dogušnost meću nema i šta jesim, dijelimo si lajkamo te ružne vijesti.
you see This way living's gotta hold on to me Break for the ocean on straight to far This familiar safety sitting in my car Watching the waves crash keeps me away from the bar Shedding my past You see me in my new skin Leaving my past Living in this new skin Nothing ever lasts Trying out my new
Born down in El Paso, where the tumbleweeds blow To the middleweight champ of all Mexico Dad fought many bloody battles, and he raised four sons Chavo was the oldest one Old man Gory could pop like a live grenade Raised his boys in the way of the trade Hector and Mondo, young Eddie G Chavo meant the most to me Look high, it's my last hope Chavo Guerrero Coming off the top rope He came from Texas seeking fortune and fame Rose pretty quickly to the top of the game Defender of the downtrodden King of the hill Tag team champion with Alma Drill Before a black and white TV In the middle of the night I'm lying on the floor I'm bathed in blue light The telecasts in Spanish I can understand some And I need justice in my life Here it comes Look high Is my last hope Pedro Show started the second hour off with Dead Insects from Dean Roberts' new record. Uh, Neto Milk Cooperative after that with, uh, I think he's living in Trieste now, uh, Pelusia. The New Dancers, Deutsche Ashram, his brother AJ, Holland. Kind of Pigeon out of Milano with Pigeon Face, Jerk Graham over here. I guess they're on hold. Drummer man went to New York City. Coat of Arms. Mario DeSandro, he just moved down here. I saw him at the Fucking, uh, got a new place to play in Pedro if you're on tour out here, Dean. Mm -hmm. It's called Sardine. Oh, yeah? Pacific Avenue 11th. Yeah, there's a gig for you in Pedro if you make it out of here. Okay, of finally, course. finally, uh, The Legend of Chavo Guerrero by Mountain Goats. Uh, people might not know who we're talking about without Andrea Belfi. This was the original drummer man for El Sonio de Marnaio. And yes. a guy who lives in Berlin, as you do... We should talk about how this happened. I mean, you 
kind of left off with you doing a bunch of experimental music in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Now, what about between there? Well, after I was in the U.S., I moved to Bologna in Italy. The story of how I ended up in Bologna is maybe too long to explain in this, but it was a strange kind of coincidence of um, different factors. And I ended up going... I had a, a booking agent that in Bologna who used to book me to do concerts in Italy around that time, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. And... Um, and I ended up going there so often that I just ended up staying there. And then I became friends with a guy called Valerio Tricoli, who's a really fantastic artist. And he um, and I hunkered down and we spent a good six months working on making my record um, Be Mine Tonight, which is the first record that I made for Cranky Records. And um, then... Um, um, I became friends with um, Andrea Belfi in that time, and he would sometimes sit in with me and play drums, which is just a brilliant. He's an amazing musician. He can just do kind of anything. But he was from Verona. And he's from Verona, but he was living in Bologna at that ah, time. Okay, okay. And um, they were all working. Um, on their uh, Valerio and um, Stefano Pellier, who was also in the band with you. They were all working on their band called um, Three Quarters Quarters Had Been Eliminated. Right. Yeah. And so we were kind of like a little cohort of people that hung out together, and and it was great. And then when I moved to Berlin, discovered that – Andrea Belfi was living here, and we've since become really – close i mean we really like he literally lives across the street from me so we spend a lot of time together and um neukölln uh, yeah in neukölln in the southeast part of berlin right and um yeah and then he plays on some of the songs on my new record he plays but otherwise the drummer um because um, Andrea Belfi is very in demand now. He plays with lots of people, but the other drummer that I work with is um, Paul Taylor, who is a young New Zealand guy who now plays with Feist. Ah, so speaking of which, I, you got a song I keep losing. Called... I keep losing my drummers to all of these big bands, you know? Well, you got a song Started... here I want to play. It's called Paul. Is it for him? No, no, it's not actually for him. <laughs> oh. Well, let's listen anyway.
uh, off the air, Dean's telling me about these people. He uh, finds himself very fortunate to have people around he can play with, even though he loses a lot of drummers to big bands. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Mark, I've had, I've been really fortunate that I've had really amazing musicians to work with. I mean, I worked with Chris Abrahams a lot on the last um, the last couple of records. Chris has been an incredibly important part of those records, and Chris can really play music. So he just he could just do it in his sleep, you know. I just give him the tracks and say, "This is the track." what do you think? And then he'll come back with something really beautiful on piano or, um, um, in the case of this last record, he played harpsichord and, an acoustic um, one. Sorry. An acoustic one. Yeah. Cause he, <laughs> kind of fragile. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was really incredible. It was a great opportunity to, you know, and, you know, Chris has done so much stuff and he's, and so many things that have been such a huge influence on me from, you know, I mean, I love the necks. That's one aspect. I love Ed Cooper and I loved, um, you know, some parts of Midnight Oil and Chris was involved in all of that stuff. So he's really like a godfather of information to me about like the Australian, you know, Australian sound, which I really love. You know, I really love um, the go-betweens and um, um, especially Ed Cooper. Um, I really love um, the music of um, the Triffids, you know. And it was so interesting to work with Chris because you know, he worked with all of those people. And it was incredible to just, like, yeah, have a, an experience of recording playing music with him over the years and because he always has a great story to tell about an experience of you know working with any of those bands you know over the time and he's just a fantastic piano player well and i've seen i've seen him do things with the piano that i certainly didn't do when i was bashing around on the piano when i was a kid you know what i mean it was like he he can do things with the piano that I just don't think you could actually ever imagine the piano being capable of doing sonically, right? Like he can like create these overtones that are just incredible. Just and I guess a lot of listeners to your show will be familiar with the necks or would have seen them play live. Sure, but it's just it's it's like magic. Well, we heard you. Uh... Your tune, Paul, there. Then uh, Bajan Boy, which is more AJ, but like kind of his solo mente. What was that, sorry? And then uh, the... Polar Wear. No, Polar Wind. And then finally Andre Vita. Oh, yeah. I got to meet Chow with you the night before the Flipper gig last August. Yes, yes. It, uh, put a spell on me, which sounds like a takeoff on... Uh, I put a spell on you. Yeah, which is, uh, uh, you know, the Creedence, I think. Uh, screaming, screaming Jay Hawkins. Well, it's a Screaming Jay Hawkins tune, but it was, I think Creedence is first, either the first or second. Maybe Suzuki was the first hit. Dean Boone, mm. I remember, 
Suzy Q is one of those seven inches that part A, part B, like uh, little Johnny Jewel, right? You flipped it over. Part right, one, and part then you two. hear the solo on the second side. Oh, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's like so long it had to stretch over two sides, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, always, you know, when I met D. Boone, the only rock band he knew was Creedence, so I've always got a special connect. Uh, so where did you record, you record this album in Berlin? What was the name of the studio? Mm. It's called the Pines Studio. And the studio was very new because it was at, well it's not it's an old studio that was in montreal and it belongs to uh david bryant who is the guy from the one of the founders of godspeed you black emperor right and he moved to berlin and he bought his studio with him and um he moved into a building quite close to me and I helped him to sort of find the the venue for him to set up the studio there. And in return, he gave me the studio for a month while he was away on tour with Godspeed. So I had a month or maybe six weeks of working in this incredible studio, <laughs> which is quite new to me because all of the stuff that I've normally done has been, you know, on four track or in, reel-to-reel four-track or in the box and the little Pro Tools setup that I have, but to work with all of this amazing equipment. So I had all of Godspeed's um, studio gear at my hands. And I know a bit about recording because uh, I've haven't worked uh, quite a lot in like analog production, but it was a really, really incredible um opportunity and it was super nice that he just said look you can come and use the studio um while i'm away and i just hung out there for six weeks That's making beautiful. stuff so it was yeah. about six weeks to do this album okay no it took much longer than that because some oh, of the oh, songs okay. are really old like um some of the songs that i recorded myself in new zealand like more than 10 years ago or eight years ago, I would say. So it was a matter of much more a matter of kind of making a composite thing of all of these old material um, pieces that I had and putting it together and then doing the guitar parts and the vocal parts here in Berlin at that studio. And I'm not very good at mixing or arranging things, so I took it to my friend Giuseppe Alassi, in Italy, and he just kind of went through it with a fine tooth comb and kind of helped me to sculpt it into what it ended up being. But I have to say, Mike, you would know, I'm sure that you would relate to this. The next time I make a record, I want to do it in a weekend. <laughs> you know, what, what, <laughs> I don't what want part to of Italy, What part of Italy did you put everything together? In Milan. Milano, okay. Yeah. N a nice studio? Yeah, it's a really, really, really good studio. Yeah, you know, but, uh, Tell Stay's mixing third also your De Marinaio album in Wales. Yeah. And he just sent me two of the mixes, and they're really good. Whoa. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's something to be said about that, that 
it's a really great thing to relinquish your work and let someone else do it. I mean, he didn't, Giuseppe didn't do a lot of editing or anything. Uh-huh. I was just like, this is the, these, uh, he was like, bring me all of the raw material that you have. Yep. And, and I took it to him and he just said, okay, you go out for a walk and come back at five o'clock and I'll see what I can do with it. And I think there's something that I've, I'm, I've always been with my music work, I'm a bit of a control freak. But this time I was like, well, you know, someone else can take um, control of that and and I could relinquish that and allow someone else to um, to mix and master and everything. And like, I don't want to know about it. I just want to play the music and get it out of the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, they can and bring the, a perspective. And when you, when, when you find the right person to work with, like that, that's such an amazing, amazing thing. Because their kind of um, their kind of take on what you do is actually sometimes better than your own perception of what you do. You know, you're right. You can, yeah, you're completely right. Sometimes that can happen. We're at the end of the second hour, four March, twenty twenty. Dean Roberts, special guest, Hold Tight for Hour Three. March four, twenty twenty. It's the third hour of the Lock for Pedro show. Thank you. 
Walk for Pedro Show. Start off the third hour with Dean Roberts. Say after me. Then Mod Vigil with Pink Freud. Crane Garrett. Country Dreams. Not Fire. Dean Roberts. Uh, what do you got planned next? Um, I want to... Um... I want to do another record, but very quickly. I don't want to spend eight years working on a record. <laughs> on a weekend. I want, I want to do it in a weekend, yeah. And I'm kind of... I'm playing um, some gigs this year. Um, I'm playing in Italy next week. If the coronavirus thing doesn't become a problem, I'm going to go to Italy and play. Um then I play a, a big gig in Berlin on the 25th of March for my 45th birthday. Whoa. I'm playing with this band, Owl and Mac, this other band, Foundling, um, which is a great artist, this lady, Erin Lang, who is also the bass player in my band. She has a fantastic uh, project. And we're playing that. Then I'm playing with... Um, Talia Zedek, who is a musical hero of mine. Yeah, come in Uzi. Yeah, yeah. She lives and, in Boston, right? Yeah, but her new band called E, the band called E, are touring Europe, and I'm going to play some gigs with them. And she had she's, a long time. She had uh, Chris on guitar, right? Chris um, Brokaw was yeah. playing guitar with her. He's fantastic. Yeah, 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 I'm a, I'm a fan. Yeah, yeah, so, and her new band, E, Yeah, they're incredible. They're really, really, really good. Okay, I got to check like, them out. I've always, she's always reminded me somehow as like East Coast Carla Bozilich. <laughs> yes, right. In, okay. a, in a weird way, I mean, they both have their own worlds, but, but really talented ladies. I mean, incredible. Yeah. For me, when I was making this record, the last, the the last song on um on my record which is the title track not fire mm-hmm. that was my my point of reference for for that song which i talked a lot to david um bryant about was i wanted to make a song that had the atmosphere that carla did with when she did the low cover of the song um Pissing on my toes, yeah, pissing. Yeah, you know. Sure. And it was just the atmosphere of the live sound of the band is just incredible. Like, you know, Andrea Belfi did some touring with her. He did. Yeah, he played drums with her. He told me the story he did with her. They didn't make one sound check. Mm. <laughs> yeah. She's amazing. She's completely... Not, not one sound really... check. He said they were late for every fucking gig. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> That's um, okay. Mike, you know, uh, you know I... that she's from San Pedro. She's from San Pedro. Yeah. Really? She hasn't lived here for well, many, many years, but she's from here. Do you know, by chance, uh, um, a lady called Ang, Ang Wilson... She's an electronic musician, synth, like analog synth 
and many other things. And she sometimes, I, I met her because she's friends with an old, old friend of mine from LA called Devin Sano, bass player. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know of course, Devin? I know Devin. Yeah. He's an old yeah. buddy of Nell's. Yeah. That's how I met him, actually. The very first time I came to LA in 1996, we played a gig with Devin and, and uh, Nels. Yeah, great guys. Both and, um, yeah, yeah, he's a really, really cool guy. But, yeah, she I actually just met her recently because she was visiting Berlin. And we hung out and talked a bit, and I started to get a, a sense of her music. And I think she's a really fantastic, really interesting person. And, yeah, that was, yeah. Small world. And she was like, what? Small world, so small. The world is so small. What about this tune, My Diviner? Um, that's um, the walkabouts. Australian band, right? Um, um, no, uh, Seattle originally. Oh yeah, Go Betweens. They're Australian. <laughs> yeah, Go Betweens. The walkabouts. Um, yeah, different, different band. Completely all yeah, guys. Go, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I I absolutely love the walkabouts, and (laughs) I met um, Chris. I met Chris Ekman. He has a new band that's a really really fantastic band. Um, He lives in Slovenia, I think. No, somewhere strange like Slovenia or Slovakia. I'm not sure. And he's a fantastic um, string arranger. Whoa! Well, let's listen.
into the sky And a heron takes flight Just about your size Your weight and your height He's so sliced He's seen weightless Tonight Then I looked over And all of the windows have frozen There's no blistering inside Cause the summer's just gone Or stayed from Those windows were too long Oh, how I stayed from those windows for too long.
write songs. I, because of the walkabouts, also did a lot of, um, you know, traditional songs and cover versions themselves. And he said, you know, if you inhabit a song, then you should own it and do what you want with it. And it was a really huge thing for me to be um, given his blessing to um, to do that song. And, um, yeah, and so that and also Say After Me is also a cover. So on all of my records, there's usually one cover, but on, on this record, there's two. <laughs> and it was a really... And um, Say After Me is a cover of uh, Bick Ronger, who's a New Zealand singer-songwriter who's been around for as, as long as me in the New Zealand scene, but she became very famous. And she's a really incredible writer, and I just absolutely love her music. And... Um, and I really wanted to do it, and it was the same thing. I emailed her and I said, "Hey, can I, can I take that song and do something else with it? Because the song is absolutely beautiful, but I want to do something else with it." And she gave me her blessing and said, "Yes, you can do what you want with it." So I kind of rearranged it and um, and made a yeah a cover version and. I don't know. Rock and roll music is so full of that, isn't it? Like, yeah, but it's cool if you get some interpreted. It's not like a top forty where you're trying to be a fake version of the band. Yeah, it's more like a reinterpretation yeah, or recontextualization that, you know, of it. To me, I think it's a yeah, lot it's more a, valid than just trying to be like a tape recorder. Yeah, you're you're recontextualizing absolutely, it, putting it into absolutely. a different atmosphere, and and it can be you know. beautiful. For example, Carla with uh, Redheaded Stranger. Exactly, exactly. I was right. just talking to a friend yesterday about that. Yeah, really and I thought job. that was so bold and beautiful the way that she did that and she covered the whole album. And yeah, it's kind of. Fucking it's Nels not did a, that with Interstellar Space like, with Greg Bandian. Yes, I remember that. That's pretty I have that CD <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> I think me and Lee Ronaldo was at one of the live things on there. Um, Mike yeah. Viner, Dean Roberts, then Plasticine from Zoberdome, All Blues, one uh, head edit from Groove Creator, Methods, Brother Phil up at Mammoth. And finally, Heron, Dean Roberts. Yeah. You know, Herons, we got great, we call them great blue Herons. They're big. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah? We got little white ones, too. We call them egrets. Yeah. Yeah, the predator kind of birds, you know, stereo eyes. Good thing we're not small. They got the stabbing beak. But uh, yeah. uh, I'll tell you, the thing about the heron for me, got to have the ugliest song of all the birds. It's like, <laughs> it's like throwing up or some shit. Not a pretty song. But they are beautiful yeah, yeah. looking birds. They hang around by our hospital for sea lions and seals because they want to chow the fish. If people want to find you on the internet, where do they go, Dean? Um, they could go to um, Dean Roberts Music at Bandcamp. Okay. Or to Erstwhile Records at Bandcamp. Okay, people, check or out Erstwhile. his music. is beautiful. I love it. And I love this new record. I can't wait to hear the weekend record. Yeah. <laughs> Lost weekend. Thank you. 
And was, it's been a huge honor to be on on the show. You know, I got it. Thank you so much, Mike. It's an honor for me. I can't believe it. I, I really. I I'm can. Really when so, the new I'm record so comes out, we'll come on again and we'll talk about it. Okay. But I. Yeah. I got the first time I people I got to meet Dean Roberts. I got to cock out his pad. Thank you, Andrea Belfi. Grazie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember when you stayed at my place and you yeah. left me a lot of a lot of notes about. Um, the books I should read and the movies I should watch, and I really thank you for that because there were books I hadn't read and uh, movies that I hadn't watched, and it was very, very great for you to um, offer me that <laughs> advice. Just <laughs> doing my duty. <laughs> thank and you when are you coming big, back? To, big when, honor to be on. When are you coming back? Yeah, I'm coming. When over are you coming back to guys. Berlin, Mike? When this third album comes out, I'll be there. Uh, probably September, October, I'll be your way. Of course, for telling he's booking the fucking tour. Great. People, it's been uh, March 4th, 2020. Special guest, Dean Roberts. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>